Hello, and welcome to the first edition of Game on Girl. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz, as some of you may know me from Twitter. Game on Girl is a dissertation I wrote about women gamers, specifically those who play digital role-playing games, or RPGs, as we know and love them. I interviewed about 30 women over the course of about 10 months, asking a series of questions about how and why gaming was important to them. The first few podcasts in this series will be compilations of those interviews, centered on a theme I discussed throughout the dissertation. The theme for this episode is, what does it mean to be a gamer? This was the first question I asked during the interviews, and as you will soon hear, ended up being a difficult one to answer. In the dissertation, I discuss how the responses were as individual as the gamers themselves, but several themes did emerge, and it is those themes that shaped the nature of the study and what I ended up writing about. The first gamer we'll hear from today is Callie, an avid World of Warcraft and Sims player. This is what she had to say about defining a gamer. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I can study. Um, I would say a gamer is someone who, oh, wow. Because every definition I come up with in my head, I think of a contradiction to it. I would say a gamer is someone who just really enjoys playing video games, probably even as a, if not their very top form of entertainment and hobby it's, it's awfully darn near the top. I'd say they probably have a tendency to be loyal to one game among, of, above others. It's like even though um, they might play a variety of different games, there's probably like one or two that they play most of the time. Spend a lot of time playing video games. I mean, I know, I know people that play more than one game, and I play more than one game, mm-hmm. but I have one that I play far above the others. Which game is that? World of Warcraft. You know, I also play Sims a lot when I'm feeling antisocial and I don't want to play with anybody else. Um, and, you know, I also play silly little, like, on Pogo. Yep. Okay, so I play, like, Pogo games, and I play those silly social games on Facebook. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but most of the time, if I've got a couple hours that I can waste, you know, mm-hmm. and just black and, and uh, do something fun, I'll play World of Warcraft. Callie was one of the first interviews I conducted, and even though I imagined the first questions would be challenging, I didn't really know how challenging they would be until she exclaimed, I didn't study! Her definition of a gamer included the idea that gamers are often loyal to one game, or perhaps one game series, over others. This is an idea that came up a few times in the research, with other women talking about playing a particular franchise more often than others. It's worth noting that Callie has two modes of gaming that she plays, social, and as she calls it, antisocial. When she wants to escape from other people, she'll avoid playing World of Warcraft, which is famous for its insanely large player population. That adds a dimension of interaction to the gameplay that isn't always attractive to Callie, and perhaps distracts from the escape provided by solitary offline gaming. Moving to the next question, what it means to be a gamer, Callie had this to say. You know, I think there's a certain, if you self-identify as a gamer, you're identifying yourself as part of a culture. There's people who play games, and then there's gamers. You know, I think, I think by saying I'm a gamer, I'm claiming that 
I'm part of that culture Mm -hmm. and I do have that loyalty to a game or maybe two, but I I tend to think gamers tend to play one game, you know, almost like you're a fan, Mm -hmm. you know, you just don't play it, but you're a real fan of the game. You know, I think you can be a casual player and still be a gamer. I mean, I think that's kind of where it gets interesting and people will dispute what the definition is. One of the themes that emerged most powerfully from the what does it mean to be a gamer question was the idea that to truly be a gamer, you need to interact with game culture. That simply picking up a game and playing it is not enough to define yourself a gamer. Callie sums this up beautifully when she makes the comparison between gamers and people who play games. Claiming the title of gamer goes beyond gameplay itself and instead marks you, positively or negatively, as part of that gaming culture. Hantu touched upon the same idea when she discussed her own definition of a gamer. A gamer? Yes. Jeez. It's not so much that it's a separate part of society. It's I think a lot of people are closet gamers. <laughs> um, they play a lot more than they're willing to admit, and it's really it's, it's like an escape mechanism. So I guess it would be somebody who a good chunk of their free time goes to it, and it's not because it's a crutch, but it's more because it's something that they really enjoy. So I, I guess that would be how I would define it. Okay. Something that they really enjoy and uh, um, that a lot more people are doing it than maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, the reason it's an identifying thing is it's, be, it's the same thing as being somebody in a book club. Right. It's just something that you really enjoy and other people do too. Right. And you create a community because you find other people that enjoy it like you do. Exactly, exactly. Hantu makes a great point here, that being a gamer or identifying a gamer is very similar to identifying as a hobbyist of any kind. Gaming is like any other community of like-minded people that share common interest. So why does the term gamer end up being something people, perhaps specifically women, avoid? Clearly, the women I interviewed for Game On Girl stand outside of this idea, since it was an open call to be interviewed because they were gamer girls. But statistics are pretty clear. A competitive social arcade game on Facebook, like Bejeweled Blitz, has an average playtime of 45 minutes. 45 minutes people will play Bejeweled Blitz. A single minute per round, that is a significant contribution of time and energy, and begs the question if those people, women or men, consider themselves gamers, even if they don't play platform or PC games. Another idea, how does social gaming fit and interact with the definition of being a gamer? As Callie had brought up, one of the interesting questions is the difference between hardcore and casual gamers. Definition I didn't really sort of play around with as I was working on the on the dissertation necessarily. I just looked at gamer. Then further podcast that I'll come to later, I want to talk a little bit about sort of the types of gamers that I found. I came up with a much more complex understanding of gamers from the study that went beyond sort of hardcore and casual. But more importantly, I think, is just the idea of being a gamer, being part of engaging culture. As Carmen Gray describes, identifying as a gamer often means you are saying you are a geek. Well, I think if somebody self-identifies, um, well, the first thing is they're going to be a little bit of a of a geek. <laughs> it's kind of hard to get around that being a girl or a female. Um, most 
you know, most gamer girls are have a little bit of geek in them. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's you know a technology geek or you know a different kind of geek, there's just something about being able to go that extra the wrong word. I think when you get into your twenties and thirties, but when they're younger, your future gamer girls. <laughs> Like to play the the same some of the same games that the boys do. Sure, probably a little less gender specific in their interests. Although game culture is changing, and there are plenty of examples of women gamers bouncing around the internet, Team Unicorn and the Frag Dolls immediately come to mind. Identifying as a gamer still carries with it the connotation that gamers are not cool and are likely to be interested into techy and nerdy activities. For some women gamers, being geeky or nerdy is a badge of honor not to be taken lightly. Pink Geek discusses the compelling nature of geek culture and how gaming fits into that for her. I think it means a few things. I'm kind of, I'm kind of proud of that title. Um, the same way I'm, I'm proud of the um, of being a geek, mm-hmm. I, I I think being a, a gamer is part of confirming that I'm a geek. It's definitely a, a facet of geekism, of I guess. Geekdom. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a facet. I love the idea that as a gamer, I can enter into a culture or a conversation with another gamer so seamlessly and that we've got something in common that we can interact with everybody everybody kind of likes that having a language and having a uh, an environment a social circle so i think it's the identity of let's see it's a really good question now that i think about it um (laughs) what does it mean to me about being a gamer it sounds so arrogant i guess but i mean i feel like that it says something about my intelligence it says something about what I choose to do with my time and uh, the kind of people I choose to hang with. Not that that other circles aren't aren't as culturally rich because they they are. But if you if you knew my background, you would understand. We get if we discuss the family the family issues, you'll see that mm-hmm. um, we don't, we just don't have technically motivated relatives. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice way to put it. <laughs> and, it just it means a lot to me to a certain degree. Is it is a form of culture? I don't think it's seen seen as a form of culture, but it is. You know, we're not world travelers. Uh, we don't have that kind of uh, disposable income. We love travel, but uh, this is something that is open to us, and and so we enjoy the identification. We enjoy the the, the culture. Pink Geek touches on several of the ideas that came out of the interviews, both the inclusion in game culture, but also the idea of choosing your primary social group or the way you spend your time as being related to gaming. Mick Cherie discusses how the definition of nerd has changed as U.S. culture has accepted the shift into the computer age. It, it means a couple of things. It has actually changed in meaning mm-hmm. in modern times. It's kind of like how nerd changed from something horrible to something okay right. or geek. It became more acceptable. A decade ago, even, mm-hmm. uh, when you talked about gamers, it was the kids playing with their PlayStations in their parents' basements, you know, uh, 
giving high and just randomly playing games for hours on end. Whereas now, because of the social interaction, I think, it has become a more acceptable pastime where you can actually catch people around the water cooler talking about what they did on World of Warcraft last night. I think in terms of labeling yourself as a gamer, it's it's kind of like labeling yourself as a hacker. <laughs> it's not entirely accurate if you do it yourself, you know? <laughs> you kind of have to have that label given to you by somebody who is, you know, is a gamer already. They kind of welcome you into the fold, so to speak. So it doesn't have the same sort of credibility if it's something that you label yourself with as opposed to somebody else calling you a gamer. Exactly. Most of the people I know call themselves gamers. It tend to be the casual gamers, the ones who, you know, log on and play and then disappear for a month and a half and then, oh, hey, this is still going. Cool. Mm -hmm. And hop back on, you know, as opposed to, you know, somebody who is actually part of that social organism. There's an interesting definition point here in McSheree that, where she talks about how people who claim themselves to be gamers aren't really gamers, sort of making the connection between gamers and hackers or other computer culture. This is the sort of distinction that seemed important to her. Calling yourself a gamer doesn't necessarily mean that you are one, although I would argue that it really depends on what your definition of a gamer is. A lot of people talked about how much time people play, uh, how much dedication they have to a specific game, as Callie mentioned, or a specific franchise. Um, When I got the interviews for people who wanted to talk to me about gaming, they were almost auditioning for roles in my study where they said, I've completed this game and I've done this and I've been playing Nintendo since I was able to hold a controller since I was six years old. And they had these stories that they included in those those emails to to me to pitch me to participate in the study. And I'm hoping that continues and I'm hoping those of you who are listening to this will take the opportunity to send me an email and come talk on the podcast now that I'm sort of putting this together and opening up my research to a broader audience. And I think that that's important. I think it's important to think back about why and how and when you started to call yourself a gamer and what it meant. One of the things that was the most important to me as I was looking at gamer or the term gamer actually came out of an extra credits episode where they talked about the definition of a gamer as being different than other hobbies that people have. Gamers are interactive. They're not passive takers in of the media that they study or that they they uh, play with, they are actually engaging with that media in a way that you don't when you are um, watching a movie or other various and sundry activities that are more passive, listening to music. Performing music being different, of course, but listening to music, being an audiophile or someone who appreciates music. Um, This idea of engaging with the media in a way that's different from any other media is part of what makes the definition of being a gamer different than any other potential hobbyist or a book club or whatever else. 
you are engaging with that media and changing the story and interacting with it. And that's part of what makes gaming different than other types of media and interaction. Games are not passive activities, and social groups often emerge just from talking about gaming. Hantu said something similar. She continued to talk about the definition of a gamer and how she really enjoys gaming. It's a really important part of her life because she enjoys it so much. Here's what she had to say about defining herself and part of her identity as being a gamer. And so what does it mean to be a gamer? For me? Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, it's... I'm not a very physical person, mainly because I have, like, hellacious allergies. <laughs> my friends got me started playing video games when I was, like, six, and I learned really, really early on that even the stuff that's not designed to be played by multiple people can be played by multiple people. Right. And there's always people who have come up with cheats, who come up with codes, who've come up with this, that, and the other. And it's really, it's, it's, it's an identity in as much as being a human being that happens to live on the 3,700 block of whatever street you happen to be on, mm-hmm. you know? Some people embrace it more than others. Personally, what it is for me is like, God, that's such a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, I don't ever want to be identified by what I do for work as who I am. I want to be identified by what I enjoy. I enjoy the bejesus out of my video games. I I think video games are a terrible term because they've moved beyond that, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I guess guess that's that's what it would be for me. It's because I want to be identified by what I enjoy. That's why it's an identifying thing for me. Mm -hmm. And to be a gamer is to just really enjoy your games. I mean, it's not like some stupid little throwaway tiger electronic thing from the mid-90s. It's something that takes up your time and you get invested in it. So there's a sense of investment and perhaps a commitment that go along with uh, being yeah. a gamer and playing yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because it's like, like, I just got done playing Mass Effect 2. And, you know, everything that happens to your character when you're invested in it, it becomes what happens to you. Right. So, no, I won't be traveling through space anytime soon, but I can sure as hell kill an alien. <laughs> You'll be prepared. <laughs> totally. You know, I know you go for the weak spots. There's a, there's a sense of investment in it, definitely. And it's that investment that kind of creates the community itself, I think. And sort of a sense of that it being important. Oh, no, it does. It totally makes sense. Yeah. It might not make sense to somebody who didn't play, but... <laughs> well, I mean, it's no different than somebody who's like, um, like, say you're a biker, right? There's the sports bike people, and there's the Harley people. That's no different than the RPGers and the FPSers, you know? <laughs> Part of what makes a distinction in this study and in this research and in this conversations that I'm having about gaming is the pleasure and joy involved in gaming. It drives many people to identify themselves as a gamer, regardless of the negative cultural connotations the term may contain. Defining yourself by something other than how you learn a living, which is something that's very important, as you could hear from Hantu, 
marks a significant deviation from traditional identity formation. And those are big words, big academic words here. So identity formation is essentially how you define yourself in your society. For many of us, our parents were the generation that defined themselves by their job. Their job was steady. They had the same job for a number of years, often at the same company. Now people change jobs. They change careers. They're responsibilities, even if they stay within the same field, their responsibilities may change. Perhaps we're shifting to identifying ourselves more by what we enjoy by our pastimes because we understand that those are the things that are important to us because they continue with us in a way that job and career and the way you earn a living may not continue and may not stay and may not be something that you enjoy. Uh, clearly, Hantu enjoys the bejesus out of her games and it's important for her to define herself as a gamer for that reason alone. This sense of identification with a hobby or an interest outside of work becomes particularly important for women. I think because statistically women still make less money than men and the job field and promotions and careers can often be frustrating places because of that unlevel playing field. Well gaming, perhaps particularly massively multiplayer online role-playing games where women go into groups and meet a role and have a responsibility to the group and to the team they're playing with becomes a place where that unbalanced playing field is leveled and the achievement is meaningful because they're playing on the same ground as everybody else around them. They have the same opportunities in game for achievement and success that they might not find in other venues of their lives. So the question becomes then, and a question that I'll consider through the next podcast, is how does gender impact gaming? Um, or does it? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But we'll have more about that in the next episode. So we've come to the end of my first show. For the next few episodes, I'll continue to edit together clips from my research interviews. But for future episodes, I'd love to talk to even more gamers or talk to you again if you participated in, in the original interviews. If you'd like to participate in an episode of Game On Girl, please send me an email at regina at gameongirl.com. Don't forget the dashes, game-on-girl. I'm also recruiting a co-host for future episodes. So if you'd be interested in chatting with me on a regular basis, you can also drop me an email. I'd just like to note this podcast was edited with Audacity and the theme song, Happy Day, provided by Triple Fox and downloaded from Gemundo is used under Creative Commons licensing. The second episode of Game on Girl will take on cyber drag, or the role of gender in online role-playing games. Until then, game on. Mm -hmm.